ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Brent Ringo, the new KISD superintendent. I was reading through your credentials, and they're impressive, and I am obliged to read some of what I've seen. Um, top 100 CFOs in the U.S. in 2021. You have a background in HR, finance, budget, payroll. You were a teacher at one point, football coach, basketball coach, assistant principal, associate principal, principal, director, executive director, assistant superintendent. Um, you got your doctorate A&M, and at one point you were at West Point. Yes, sir. I was uh, recruited to go to West Point to play football and uh, went there and was very, very blessed. I've had uh, great teachers and coaches as mentors uh, in my life growing up and, uh, you know, grew up in Amarillo, Texas and uh, was recruited to go to West Point to play football. I went there. I received a uh, medical discharge and that's how I ended up at UT Austin and uh, was a business major. Always wanted to teach and coach, and that's how uh, I ended up getting into education. What was your position in football? I was a uh, uh, head track coach and a varsity defensive back coach at Vista Ridge High School in Leander ISD, right out of college. Getting to coach uh, uh, the varsity level and uh, great experience there at Vista Ridge in Leander ISD. Well, when you went to um, uh, West Point, what was your, your uh, actual position? Uh, I was a free safety. Free safety? I, yes, sir. So went fast. Went, went to, used to be fast. <laughs> <laughs> not, not anymore. But yes, I was fast at one point. Man, what an honor. Yeah. So, gosh, let's, let's dive into it. Okay. Before, before we talk about all the ins and outs of, of what you're going to do in your position, I kind of wanted to introduce you to Kerrville. Great. Who you are, not, not just as, as your profession, but as a dad, yep. you know, somebody, I, I couldn't think of anybody better than a father mm -hmm. to, to be in your position because you have children yes. who are going to be someday in the school yep. that you're running and why not make it the best school possible for them? That's right. Yeah. Both my boys uh, are actually going to be in second and fourth grade. Uh, the house we bought is owned a tally. So they will be attending tally. They'll be a tally Eagle. All right. And uh, our daughter is three. And not old enough to be in school yet, but just turned three. So we're going to have her in pre-K this year. And uh, very excited to be in Kerrville, not just as the superintendent of schools, but as a dad. It is a great place to raise a family and, and great, great community. And it, that's, it really is. Yeah. It really is. You know, not only are we in the U.S., not only are we in Texas, not only are we in the Hill Country, we're in Kerrville. Yes. And, and you know, you got your Fredericksburg, you got your Bandera, but this is it, man. Yeah. And and I, why did you choose Kerrville? So uh, prior, I was in Garland ISD, which is right outside of Dallas and has roughly 54,000 kids. Great district, uh, great community. It served three cities, Garland, Rowlett, and Saxe. And, uh, you know, being a superintendent, there's a lot of uh, responsibility uh, professionally. Mm. And so... I wanted to make sure I uh, having the right community, not just for me as a superintendent, but for my family being the most important part of that. Yeah. And knowing Kerrville, I've been coming to Kerrville since the late nineties. My brother has a place about 45 miles from here. Hunting. And so before I was married, yep. Coming down <laughs> and playing in the river hunting, uh, you know, then obviously meeting my wife coming here when we we're in college and now we have kids. And so, uh, keeping an eye on this area of the state and knowing, uh, I wanted to get my kids, 
uh, in a in a one high school community that has a lot of history and rich tradition uh, at the campus level. And so if you look at Kerrville, it matches every check of that. So professionally, great place to be as a superintendent with the community and the schools, uh, with our teachers. And then personally, uh, a great place for my family and kids. Absolutely. It, it really is. And uh, you spoke of tradition, and there's some people so deeply tied in their roots here. And when you get an outsider coming in, how has that, how has that experience been as you know somebody coming in from the outside not like we're a little bubble, but right. what is it like coming in as somebody who wasn't born and raised here, and then now you're in charge of? Amazing. It has really? It's been a great uh, ex- transition experience. You know, I'm all about relationships, uh, getting to know people personally mm-hmm. uh, and professionally. You know, people I work with, it's more about a professional, professional relationship. It's, you know, knowing who their families are, what they value, so I can better support them, too. And so that transition here, um, it has been the most welcoming community I've been in. You know, the, the other one high school communities I've been in have been Highland Park and Allen ISD and uh, also Roy City, where I was high school principal. And so for my kids to be able to get into the Hill Country, one high school community, and, and the acceptance of not just me, but my family has been great. And, and another neat connection to my hometown from where I grew up in Amarillo, Texas, you know, when I when I was named here, uh, the CEO and president of Peterson Health <laughs> reached out, and he actually grew up with my brother, who's 12 years older than me. They were teammates. You know, my brother was a free safety also. Played at Texas, 87 through 91. Corey played with your brother? At, at, in high school. In oh, okay. High school. And, and at the high school level, and Corey was the corner. And so uh, we've been able to reconnect here because last time I saw him before getting in this role, I was five years old. Wow. And uh, my brother and him have reconnected too. And uh, his wife, Angie's also from our hometown. And so it's been a, a lot of hometown connections here in Kerrville, which has also made it feel more like home, too. Small town, small world. Yeah. Corey's been on, too. Yes. Yeah, he, he, got, he got in when it was like the COVID, the pandemic. And, and you, were, you were teaching during the pandemic? Or no, at you- that time, uh, you know, my, my role in Garland was titled uh, CFO, but it was really deputy superintendent. I had three assistant soups under my umbrella in all 71 campuses, uh, 54,000 kids. And so that pandemic hit and, you know, not just in the medical field where it was more vital in an impact there because of, of the health and safety of everyone, Yes, but a huge impact on public schools and uh, meeting the learning needs and the challenges that come with virtual learning and uh, face-to-face oh. and mask and uh, no mask. Uh, it was a, a challenge, not just here uh, in, in the roles we were in, but across the state and across the nation. How was that pressure during that that time when nobody planned it, and but you were in that position and everybody was looking up to you? How I, was that? I, I like to use the analogy uh, in baseball of a curveball. Um, you know, <laughs> you're, you're up there as the batter, and you can have every plan in place that you you've made and talked through. Mm-hmm. Um, and the curveball comes, and that plan is no longer good. Yeah. And so the next day, the next week, next month, your other plans are being rolled out, being implemented, and an, another curveball comes. And so it was just knowing, hey, we're going to be throwing curveballs, and uh, we're going to do what we can to hit them. And when it requires a change, we're going to change, and we're going to make it happen. I, I bet that has a lot to do with why you are where you are right now. Um, who who ultimately made the decision to put you in the position you're in right now? 
here in Kerrville. Yes, sir. Uh, the ultimate decision was down to our uh, our board of trustees, uh, all, all seven of them. You know, they they had a number of quality candidates, and I was fortunate and blessed enough uh, to go through this process with them and and be named as what they call the loan finalist. So cool. Yeah. Um, and before we dig into to what your plans are, what does a superintendent do? I know it may sound like a silly question, but yeah. what does your job entail? It's a great question. It's really uh, carrying forward the vision and mission of the district and being able to get another analogy. Uh, you know, I'm going to use a Navy analogy. You know, you have, in the Navy, you have a fleet of ships. Mm-hmm. And within that fleet of ships, they're all different sizes, uh, different leaders uh, leading those ships. And so as the superintendent, it's really working uh, closely with our principals, our stakeholders, um, our students, uh, business leaders, and getting our fleet, which is our campuses, uh, all going in the same direction and, uh, and, and, and implementing whatever supports are needed, uh, change that's needed to accomplish our vision and to really support our students uh, in their success. So... Um KISD inspires. Where does that come from? So that came from, you know, KISD, our motto always and always will be TFND. That's right. This, this is not a motto. <laughs> this is, uh, uh, we, in May, when I got here and getting to go to campuses, like I said, I'm all about relationships. Mm. And I was able to hit every campus a minimum of six times in May, face to face, just walking through, saying hello to people, doing car line at the elementary schools. Mm. And as I met with teachers and students, uh, the word inspired came out a lot. And so in May, we decided to have a teacher from every grade level and every campus pick out a student and sit down in front of that student and tell that student that's why they do what they do. That's why they're a teacher. Uh, that student inspires them every day. And this was a natural, non-scripted meeting between our students and teachers when we did this one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And uh, our students didn't know what it was about. They just knew their teacher was going to praise them for something. And the student responses were so natural, and the word inspired came all out. So just to help tell our story, KISD inspires is how that came about because of the words that were used from our teachers and students in this interaction. It's such an important role in a child's life. You know, Brent, sometimes in life I'm doing things, and I'm pretending like my old coaches are watching, like my old teachers are watching, and I still remember those words echoing in my mind. It is so important. And, um, and we'll dive into it. I'd like to hit on teachers, um, students, and parents. Yes. And, and the changes. So what type of positive changes um, are you making for, let's start with the students. Yeah, so my, my first 90 days, which I'm really just coming to an end in my first 90 days. Uh, but I had, I had a 90-day entry plan, and you know, and from there, a one-year-long entry plan. And so my first 90 days was all about listening. So I've done a listening tour of going to every single campuses, uh, going to the Rotary Chamber, and three key questions of what does Kerrville ISD keep doing? What does Kerrville ISD stop doing? What does Kerrville ISD start doing? So start, stop, and keep. Mm. And... Uh, and the fourth question was that, what is the best thing about my campus or my district or department, depending on their role or stakeholder in the community? And so from that, uh, I've been able to generate quite a lot of themes. And those themes are what is driving our conversations now. As our principals are back, our teachers are uh, returning Monday, which I'm very excited to see. <laughs> 
are new to district teachers started yesterday. So we were able to be with them yesterday and today. And, uh, but the changes that are going to come from that are from that feedback. It's not because Brent Ringo's coming in and saying, we must change this mm. or we must change that. It's, it's listening, getting that buy-in, and then saying, all right, here, here's the feedback, and here's where we can make immediate tweaks or immediate improvements based off that feedback, and then here's what is going to take longer. And working with our team and our leadership to say, all right, in the next six months, over the next year, here's, here's what we do and what we tackle. And, and one, um, for our students, uh, I think that key piece that they're going to see as change is that me coming to them, I'm going to have a superintendent leadership council of students where sit and talk and get input and feedback because um, that was feedback last year, just the visibility and, and, and presence of uh, central office on the campus. And so that's going to be one quick change to help drive what we do as a district. Why are you going to be so involved? That's just my personality. I think every role I've been in, I had great mentors, you know, not just when I grew up in school, but in my roles from a teacher and coach and seeing how they led and how they worked with parents and students. Um, you know, it's nothing. I created individually a lot of what we do. You can, not just in education, but there's great leaders out there and replicating that. And, and a lot of that is, I believe, innate in who I am because I'm a personable person. But really seeing, wow, the impact they had and the trust they ever developed and bringing that here um, and with me in my role. And I think that's why I have been so successful in the roles I've been in. Why, when you first came, you didn't come in like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to change. The first thing you did was just listen. Yes. Why? That, that first and foremost, trust. You know, I want people to know I, I am going to listen. I'm not here. An example I give is when we were here for spring break this year, uh, we were here having fun and driving around the community. And uh, we had stopped because there's deer on the road, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Welcome to Kerrville, and, man. Uh, <laughs> while we were stopped, a deer hit the side of my wife's expedition. So we weren't even moving. And uh, wasn't sure what it was because it was the backside of the expedition. Got out, no dent. And my boys, nine and seven, in the car, Brody says, Dad, that was awesome. Can we move here? And so it's that piece of coming in. I'm not going to be that superintendent that's like a deer and come in and just change things. Because, mm. one, there's no trust. The vision is not there. So, that, you know, people don't know the why. And so coming in and being able to listen, have those themes identified. And it's not just me identifying those themes. Our team from principals on down are going to – have been able to sit and look at the feedback and identify the themes. And one thing that is unique, unique is it matches whether you're a campus teacher looking at the feedback or a central office support personnel or even me. When you do it, it all matches. And so, one, that helps establish the why. And then, as we had discussed it, tying that vision to our district vision and then help them, okay, let's come up with a plan together to implement that change and whatever that change may be. That's amazing. There's this book that I read at least once a year called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first step is listen. Yes. And, and I've learned over talking to prominent people for the past two years is if I just let them speak and I listen and I answer off of those, I, I spot something and it just works out better that way. Yep. It always does. In sales, relationships, um, 
you know, everyday life. You just yep. listen to somebody. Yeah, yeah. That, that listening is, is probably the most powerful tool anyone can possess because one, people are going to know um, you're going to hear them out. Two, and and develop that relationship personally, that they know, hey, I can trust trust that person. And because me, I'm all about family. I want people to take care of themselves first and foremost in their personal life, in their family life, because when they do that, they're going to be the best they can be at work. Mm. You know, if they're, if they're not taking care of themselves personally, you know, or, or things are happening and they can't trust me enough to support them or, or say, Hey, go take time off to do that. Um, you know, they're not gonna be the best they can be at work. And it all comes down to the, the experience the students have. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Cause that's why we all have jobs. You that's know, my, a... <laughs> every decision we make, it's, you know, I like to use the analogy also of, of ripple effects. You know, you drop a rock in water and that ripple comes out on that mm-hmm. water. And so um, every decision we make has an impact on students. And so knowing and having those conversations of, okay, we do this. We know this is the impact right here, but is there anything beyond that and, and what that looks like? And hoping and planning that every decision we make is that positive ripple effect. Positivity. I, I like that. I've gotten that vibe this whole time. We even talked before the podcast, mm-hmm. and you're like, Let, let's talk about these these good things that are coming. Yeah. Um, there's there's this stigma and 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 um, you know you hear about this the curriculum the curriculum yep. what what's, what are these what are they feeding these kids but it comes from the state right that is correct it's called the Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills and so the TEKS abbreviated and so everything we uh, are we teach is required to be taught by the state um, and so the state also then has the state exam star mm. that they require all students to take or all public schools to take that they rate us on. And so, um, you know, even though there's the teaks, you know, our, our goal as educators and, and my goal specifically too, is to provide for our kids in a way that's just, it's beyond the teaks. It, it, they're they're going to be successful in life as they graduate from Tybee high school. They'll be contributors to the community. Um, they, they can go in the military. They will, they have opportunities for certifications. You know, we have students at Tybee High School that can get a private pilot's license, <laughs> uh, welding license, uh, assistant nurse certification, and so uh, dual credit college courses. Mm. And so our, our goal is to really set up our students, not just with the TEKS, but to be successful in whatever they choose and provide those various pathways uh, so when they come out, if they need to provide for a family or work to provide for themselves, they have the opportunity to. That's wonderful. So the students, now the the teachers, what are the teachers going to see different? Um, and communication was, was a, a big thing. So I asked on Facebook, you know, what kind of questions y'all have? And it, it was communications with the, with the teachers, yep. you know, and, um, yeah, what kind of changes are the teachers going to see? Yeah, you know, in Kerrville ISD has always been a, a great school district. So anything I say, you know, I, I don't want it to be perceived as things are bad. Uh, of course not. With, with anything prior. And, and so, we, you know, uh, Dr. Faust is an amazing person up there in Northwest ISD and great opportunity for him to mm-hmm. go up there. Uh, and, and so what the teachers will see from me in that change, and it's in the feedback, you know, more, more presence. Uh, they'd like to get to know the superintendent personally. And so, you know, not just focusing on what we do for PD and professional development with our teachers, but listening on what those needs are to help them make them more successful and what that means restructuring our PLCs, 
which is a professional learning communities, how our teachers meet and plan together, to designing for professional development where our teacher leaders present that. It's not me or it's not another central office person or a principal that our teacher leaders help drive those conversations. Wow. And, uh, and having that open uh, path of communication. You know, just because I'm the superintendent does not mean I'm not personable. And so knowing teachers that they can talk to me, call me, see me. Really? And, and hoping when I'm out in the community that they stop me to say hello. Um, you know, we were out this last weekend at uh, HEB getting groceries. And great thing about Kerrville is, too, the tight-knit community when we've been out, the number of people that we see that recognize us or recognize oh, yes. them. And my boys, pretty funny, being seven and nine, they don't quite understand the concept of what a superintendent is. Mm. But when we've been out and get stopped in, in this last weekend, my boys said, Dad, are you famous? Yeah. And I said, no. <laughs> I said, no. These, everybody we're seeing works for the district in some capacity, and we're getting to say hello and meet a lot of people. And so their perspective of it is, <laughs> is all of a sudden all these people are saying hello, and it's really about relationships and yep. getting to know people. Well, like it or not, you're a public figure now. Yeah. You know, because yeah. Kerrville, it, it's its own little bubble. Yeah. You pull you pull over that hill on I-10, that's that, that's home. You it know? is, and that's why we're here. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so we talked about teachers, um, and I really like the fact that you're like, hey. I don't care where you are on the totem pole. You can talk to me. Yep. That is powerful, Dr. Yeah. Ringo. I mean it. It, it really is. is. My wife was a teacher there at uh, Peterson uh, Middle School, and, and she's going to love to hear that. Good. Really. Uh, and I think all the teachers that are listening are going to love to hear yeah. it. I hope so. You know, I did, I did Carline in May, which that's, I do that anyway. And so, but just to develop relationships, I thought, man, what a great way to meet, see parents, see our kids going to elementary campuses, doing car line, being on campuses during the day. And so that aspect, you know, some of that feedback of some of the teachers I have gotten to know already, even though it's been summertime, was, you know, it's the first time they've had a superintendent in their classroom in their entire career just to come say hello. And not just say hello, but even step foot in their door. And so uh, it was very intentional in May to shake every hand's teacher and to go into every single classroom in our district. And so not just being on the campus like I said I was prior, but we were able to step foot in every single classroom. Uh, and I take that to Ivy High School. We went to the corridors of the hallways because there are so many classrooms. <laughs> but I did not step foot in every single classroom at Tyvee High School. Uh, but I was able to shake every teacher's hand Amen. at Tyvee. And How important is our teachers to you? Oh, they, I mean, they're the reason I do what I do. You know, I, I, the teachers... I had growing up, the teachers um, I worked with, when I, when I was a teacher, and I, I, I still consider myself a teacher, and the teachers are the biggest factor in our student success. And so anything we can do to support our teachers um, inside the classroom, outside the classroom, to take weight off the plate that they feel mm. uh, is, is my goal in every decision we make. Um, and then, you know, and if decisions get made that can be perceived as negative or why is also being able to go explain the why mm. behind it, not just say that's the decision. Yeah. I think the fact that it, it is so comforting to hear that somebody can talk to you. Yeah. Uh, teachers can talk to you. That's so powerful, Dr. Yeah. Ringo. And it's such a good thing to hear. Um, 
And yeah, I'm sorry. That just, that blows me away really because somebody in your position, I wouldn't want to do it because, and I, I wouldn't want to be mayor. I wouldn't want to be CEO because no matter what you do, there's, you know, you're going to have that one small percentage that you just, you know, I don't know. I may edit this yeah. out, but you just no. can't make everybody happy, you know? And then I, yeah, unfortunately, you know, what I compare that to is, you know, going to, have an opportunity to go to West Point, but I still have a lot of relationships with people who had gone to West Point and some other academies. Uh, also, I've enlisted or enlisted in the military, not just going to an academy. Um, you know, the decisions that they make in getting together, um, and, you know, every year we try to go to the Army-Navy football game. And, and in that, one of my old neighbors, uh, West Point grad, uh, retired military, and He's classmates with General Holgerson, who's the four-star for the Army. Uh, some other guys, two stars. Um, got to meet General Milley. When, <laughs> when you hear their conversations and what they talk about, you know, their decisions truly impact life yes. and death. And I look at it as, you know, my decisions are all about kids. And so the stress between the two, I'm very blessed to do what I get to do because the decisions that I'm making are not to that level or degree that they're having to make and so um, with decisions comes politics but I would rather be in this role than any other role because the decisions we do make have that impact on kids and can set kids up for great success I could see you as really anything and I mean this wasn't a planned question but I could see you as um, running for president I could see you as um, running this establishment why education? So uh, when I transferred to UT, was a, a business major, uh, you know, I have a lot of family in education. My brother's a teacher coach. I got cousins that are teachers and coaches or just teachers. My niece, I have two nieces that are third grade teachers in the state. Aunts and uncles that were educators, um, worked in maintenance even, you know. And, and so growing up, I thought, you know, I'm never going to do that. And then when I got to college and uh, interned in the business world in Houston and with Arthur Anderson before they crashed with Enron, interned at the corporate Damn. tax office there and then uh, interned with a firm in Austin called The Open Group. And it was all about billable hours. Nothing about, I mean, relationships were about business and how much money you could get for yeah. that business. Education is about relationships and not about how much money can you get for that business? It's about what we can do best for kids. And that is my why. So coming back from those internships, I said, this is not for me. I want to work with kids. You know, I want to, because decisions we make impacts kids. And uh, the business school said, hey, you know, you stay in the business school because you can always have that route. Or we'll take, uh, get you the classes you need to be certified to teach. And so I said, I'll stay in the business school get the classes I need to certify to teach. And that's um, why and how I entered education. You have a why. I have a why. And I have a, I have a lot of family members who keep me grounded. So, you know, in administration, <laughs> in that perception, uh, you know, I have, uh, my niece's husband works for maintenance in a school district outside of Houston. She's a third grade teacher. And uh, another cousin who works in maintenance up in the panhandle. And so we get together. They always say, you better not forget about, the decisions you make because uh, 
you impact everybody. Wow. And 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 we're, we're gonna hold. We're gonna call you out on them too if you do stuff. I didn't so, expect this. I really didn't. Yeah. And it just it makes me feel good, you know, because a lot of people put the title on a pedestal. Yep. You know. But you're human, man. We're all human. You're a family man. And that that's that's been my goal since I've been here is to let people see, hey, I'm I'm a person, I'm a dad. Uh that's that's what I love. Uh, you know, and, and that's with Kerrville, I get to be a dad and be a superintendent and and be involved in the community. And so um having people see, hey, I'm I'm a person. You that's know, right. I'm not you know, the superintendent, like you said, there's a perception. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that perception uh, can often often be overlooked when they don't get to know the person, and so having people get to know me, who I am, and just being accessible helps people see. Okay, you know he's he's a hopefully they believe I'm a good person and a nice person. So well, good. Um, that's what this is all about. Just introducing the people of Kerrville to the people of Kerrville. Yep, that's it, man. So we had um, students, teachers. Now the parents. Um, So this is a big topic that nobody wants to talk about is the security of the kids. You know, um, it scares the heck out of me, Dr. Ringo. Just what's going on in the country, um, you know. And and it's it's a subject that I really didn't even want to bring up or talk about. But I don't know. What, What should the parents expect? And. And what do you, how do you address those fears? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a parent. I have kids in school. I'm going to have a daughter who will be in our schools, you know, when she gets to be in kindergarten. And so, uh, or pre-K, I should say. You know, we, we offer pre-K. My daughter's four, too. Good, and your daughter's four. Kaylee. And, and, and just so people watching, uh, if you have a child who is not enrolled yet and you live in KISD, you can still get your child enrolled before school starts. And so uh, just to throw that out there. But that safety aspect you know, first and foremost, we, our kids have to feel safe at school, you know, um, especially with what we've seen in the news and what's happened across the country. Uh, and so the, at Kerrville ISD, I can say, has been very proactive and ahead of the game in safety measures that other districts are now trying to catch up to. Really? And so just exa- examples of that being, um, you know, we, we already have ballistic film on all the exterior windows uh, at the campuses that face the main entrances. And, and that is just one measure, but the biggest measure too, I will say we went above and beyond, um, you know, we have great SROs at the high school, the middle school and, and this up until this coming year. So prior to what we're doing this coming year, we had two, two SROs that floated between the two elementary schools, uh, for that visibility piece this coming year, we have now, um, have a school marshal program where we have uh, three great people that we have hired that are retired highway patrol or a retired police officer uh, that still have um, that ability. So they're, they're retired from their, whether it be the police department or the highway patrol, and we will have an armed person at every campus. So whether that be an Good. SRO or a uh, school marshal, and that's our school marshals, that's all they do. They're there to be the security of the campus, check exterior doors. And we do have exterior door audits that are conducted by the state. And I'm happy to say this past year, KISD passed 100% of the exterior door audits, meaning the doors are shut, you know, they're just not open. Um, And we'll continue those audits years to come. And now that we have an armed person every campus, you know, it hopefully provides parents a sense to know, 
hey, there is security there. Uh, our kids are safe. And I will say, you know, schools are still one of the most safest places a student can be, uh, whether, you know, compared to a department store or just driving down the street. I mean, our, our schools are very, very safe because the people and the adults that are in them, um, from our teachers to our custodians uh, to our principals, uh, they're with our kids oftentimes more than I'm with my own kids. Mm. And so knowing, you know, they're trained on security responses and we have uh, security at every campus and great SROs and a great police department that we work with and fire department too. Uh, our, our kids in KISD, uh, we, we have great plans in place. That makes me feel so much better. I didn't even know this. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah I, the school marshals are new and, and, you know, there was legislation that came out in uh, May, this last legislative session, that mandates schools have some form of security, but not funded. So, for example, the state is only providing roughly 29 cents per kid in a district for security. That does not even cover the cost of one school marshal. So we as a district made the decision to uh, go above and beyond and make sure every campus has that, uh, just to uh, provide that presence. That Good for you, Dr. Ringo. That is, that is awesome. Yep. That makes me feel good. And uh, out of this whole conversation, that is probably the most thing I'm proud of you for, man. Good. Thank you, doctor. Well, and that was due to a great team. Uh, you know, Mr. Ivy, who uh, he led that charge, and that char that discussion was taking place before I got here. And really, so we, we do. It's not all, and, and to give credit where credit's due, it's not all Brent and Ringo. Okay, you know, we, we do have a great team. I'm, I'm going to mention Mr. Jihadi, our CFO. Yeah, shout out, outstanding person. Uh, Miss Engstrom, our assistant superintendent for CNI, and uh, we're we're currently in the process of, of doing interviews for Mr. Ivy's replacement. He was able to go back to his hometown, to where his dad is, and his wife's hometown, where her parents are. Uh, similar role there. Uh, and then we have great principals. Um, you know, I, I don't make sure I don't leave anybody out, but General Wintercheck, uh, Jeremy Green, Gina Carpenter, um, Julie Johnson, and then. Uh, uh, Kimberly Kothman, ECC, Mr. Schwartz, who's a legend in, in, in KISD, mm -hmm. and his family, uh, to Miss Balzer at the high school, and our new middle school principal, uh, who's amazing, uh, Dr. Mouton, coming in, and same thing. She's all about relationships and systems and, and getting the team involved. And, and you know, she started uh, in June and hit the ground running because one thing that we talked about a lot today is relationships. Yeah. And Dr. Mouton again, is all about relationships. Do you mind if at some point I invite her on? I don't mind at all. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I want to make sure I did not miss a principal because no. that would be horrible <laughs> for me. But I, I was able to hit all our elementaries, uh, Ms. Kothman, Ms. Balzer, uh, just one of those deals I did not want to leave one off. And Good. Later on, hey, <laughs> what you forgot about me. I'd have to edit it in with my voice, Balzer. And to throw beyond that, too, our board of trustees, very supportive. They, they do, um, you know, that's not a paid position. They run, have to get elected, and they're volunteering their time. The school board? The school board. So how does that work, and how long are the terms, and how do people become more involved with what the decisions are? Yeah, so school boards, are uh, the, the terms are three years long, and there's typically two, two, and three. So one year you have two, another year two, another year three. Um, but you don't, you don't have to be involved. You don't have to be on the school board to be involved. Mm. There's many, many other ways to be involved in our district. So I don't want people to think, hey, I have to run for the school board to be involved. Um, we have campus uh, 
site-based decision committees where they work with our principals and teachers. We have district-wide committees from our safety committee to uh, our SHAC committee to um, there, there's PTAs or PTOs where parents are involved and help make decisions in supporting the principal on that campus. So as a parent, there are many, many ways to get involved and volunteer to help influence a district and impact a campus positively without having run for the school. Really? Yes, sir. That is so comforting, really. As a parent of, I have two, Kaylee's four, Elliot's uh, nine months old, and they're going to be there. Yep. You know? And, and, and parents, and that's being part of that PTO, you know, you're able to sit in and, you know, and everything we do is public record. And so as a parent, you're able to sit in and be part of that discussion and see how decisions are made and, um, it, it's, you know, and knowing, you know, with my role as superintendent, I, I, I don't get to do those things at my kids' elementary school, but my wife, you know, is typically on the PTO and helps support what's happening at that campus and gets to see the ins and outs. And Why like, not? Is that conflict of interest? Well, yes, conflict of interest, one, but two, me being there, I don't want to influence perception or how decisions are made. Yeah, I got that you. way a PTO can truly operate and make decisions without the superintendent being there, you know, and uh, they, they can be the mom or the dad and support that campus. And same thing for that principal. They, they get to be the principal and they're the leader of that campus. And, 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 you know, they're, they're in that role for a reason. I respect that. Yeah, I really do. Um, is there anything you want to say to the people at Kerrville, parents, students, teachers, and just anybody who, is going to be affected by the students that come out into the general population? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, as having been in other school districts, and to say the people of Kerrville, our students, teachers, parents, stakeholders, uh, the future is bright in KISD. Um, the future's been great, or the, the past has been great in KISD, but I can tell you just um, from getting to see and know the support in this community to getting those relationships developed and really establishing that open line of trust and communication with our bus drivers, teachers, um, aides, custodians. Um, there's a lot of great things happening and there's going to be a lot of great things coming uh, from that collaborative effort and feedback. I think the um, the security is probably what I'm most relieved by. Second is the communication that the teachers can that they have. They have a voice. Yep. Um, and third is everything that is provided to. It's all about the students. Yep. All of this is for the students. It is 100. percent And um, and and fourth is that you're a family man, and uh, I couldn't think of anybody better for the position. Yep. Well, thank you. Really? They, they did a dadgum good job picking you. Well, thank you. I and, mean and, it. And one other piece I'd like to say, too. Of course. Is our, you know, our teachers, uh, as we all in our personal lives, stress can be very high. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the first week of school is uh, a lot of parents want to drop off their kids and pick up their kids, which is great. And just know the car lines may be longer. And as you see your teachers and see your kids' teachers and principals, even the custodians, our bus drivers, maintenance grounds, just being, give them grace. And if you see them, thank them because know they're standing out in that heat to make sure our kids get in safely and our kids get out safely. Uh, our bus drivers are driving those buses, uh, getting up at 4 a.m. to make sure our kids get, so, so when you see school district personnel, um, 
just just please uh, you know if you can thank them appreciate them and then when times are stressful give them grace dr ringo my last question and, and i agree i agree it's a, it's a, a lot of people don't realize what these people go through yep. um teachers what they go through man they're grading papers after they get home all the way you know because i've seen my wife do it yep. wake up early and, and they're gone before the sun comes up yes you know and think about the coaches too man yep. some are bus drivers yeah, our, our coaches I can share right now, football coaches are working seven days a week right now. Uh, season's just kicking off. Our volleyball coaches, same thing. And, you know, our, our band started practice Jeez, out uh, last week, and they were outside. They're outside eight to four. I mean, and, and those kids, you know, I don't know if I could be outside eight to four uh, at, at just with my age and – what I do, but I was able to stop by and, and see them and, and see our band directors. We have so many great people who are putting in hours, as you noted, above and beyond what the typical school day is. And, mm. and our, our teachers get to know our students personally. They, you know, there's stuff that happens in students' personal lives. And as your wife uh, had been in education, they see that, students tell them that. And so students are on our teachers' minds a lot, yeah. not just during the work day. And so it's, uh, um, uh, you know, as I said, the teachers are our most vital resource for what we do. Amen to that. My last question before we part ways is not for, uh, for Dr. Brent Ringo, superintendent. It's for Brent. Okay. What kind of legacy do you want to leave, not just in the town, but for for your personal reasons oh goodness that's another great question legacy i want to leave you know one thing i tell my boys this and my daughter she's three but you know her speaking uh she started talking the last year and sentences are coming together but we always say every single day always choose the harder right instead of the easier wrong that's from the west point cadet prayer and my legacy personally i want to leave is you know a life for my kids I didn't get to have, you know, my, both my parents, neither one went to college. Um, well, my dad is 88. He retired at the age of 85, three years ago. My mom just turned 85. She retired last fall. And so they, they worked very hard to provide, uh, you know, growing up, I, you know, I, I didn't know any different that if we were poor or rich, it's just, they provided. And then when I graduated, I thought, huh, that's why we never went on trips or that's why we didn't get to do those things. And so the legacy I want to leave is for my kids to be able to have a life that I did not have and always, you know, look at me as a, a role model and a, and a great father. Do you think that the harder, why does somebody, and this may be, and it may be not, but why does somebody have to go through hard times to become a genuine person and to become a person of a leader, a true leader. Why does it take that? Why does a Navy SEAL have to go through buds? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of studies out there on this and a lot of people who've hit rock bottom that come back out on top. And I think it it makes a person truly reflect on decisions and why they make decisions. And I think it makes a person really reflect um, and, and look at that impact of decisions and molds them into how they treat people. Because if, if you've hit rock bottom, you've seen how people may have treated you. Uh, you've seen how hard it is maybe to pay a bill 
uh, how hard it is, uh, you know, to tell your kids, hey, we can't go do that because, because of, you don't you don't say money, but because of resources, whatever it may be. And so when you hit rock bottom, I think it, 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 it puts a greater appreciation on what we do uh, and, and the decisions we make and the type of person we are with our own families. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I am honored to have had this conversation with Dr. Brent Ringo. I forgot we were on the Dadgum podcast. <laughs> Dr. Ringo, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. I look forward to this year. And, uh, yeah, KISD inspires. And convocation is uh, Friday, August 11th with all 700 employees. And, and, and finally, TFND.